0: Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Perspective, man. Big shout out to all my folks out there in wonderful Russia. You guys are climbing the ranks right now, man. I'm so excited that, hey, you know, it's being listened to in uh, Russia. So again, guys, I just want to say thank you so much. And today is the fun and hobbies of the Wheel of Life, all right? And so again, I just recently did Family and Friends, and... That was a huge success because you guys heard me talking about the things that I had to overcome. And again, guys, it's all about development. You know, I've been a little bit scared as of late because, of course, after, you know, the whole relationship had changed and the energy had changed with, um, what is it, Mira? Uh, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm it sucks because I'm not doing those healing sessions anymore and I'm not like doing things that are pushing me. So now I have to find other ways to stimulate my mind and to do things on my own because she's no longer there. But I feel like since she has left, I feel like I've developed an increased like 50, like 50 points in my consciousness. So again, one thing that I've always wanted to implement was the fun and hobbies. So back then, just think about it. Back in 2018, that's when I was doing a lot of traveling, right? That's because I didn't have a visa. So I went to Laos two times and I told myself I'll never go back in 2018 because it's, it's decimated. Oh man, it's, it's kind of tough out there now. So, again, going there twice, going to Malaysia twice, going to Singapore twice, to going to Hong Kong. I traveled seven times within one calendar year. Uh, and it was amazing to even have that much money and to do that much traveling at the same time. I am absolutely grateful for it. Uh, and at the same time, I felt like th- there's a problem when you feel that you have to travel outside of a country because you feel like you're suffocating. This is how I felt back in 2015, 2016 especially. If I didn't travel for three months outside of Thailand, I would, I would get very agitated, I would get very angry, and I would just hate it. And this obviously has to do with the physical environment, me living in a horrible place called Patentani, very racially influenced place, also being at a racially infested job. So do those moments still happen? No. I don't feel like it. there was an urge probably during April, May, and June. I was like, you know what, man? I just hate this goddamn country. I need to get out of here. But okay, Arsenio, it's not the country you hate. There's something inside of you that's not accepting something. So you need to ask a better question. Because when I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be going to Costa Rica. I made up in my mind. I'm so excited to get the hell out of this country. What makes you think that Costa Rica is going to have All of the marbles and all the gems that you're looking for. It's kind of like the little boy in the book, The Alchemist. You know, I kept searching for something. Then I'm like, you know what? I have all of this right now. Why do I need to leave? Oh, it's because you need to go to the pyramid. But does the pyramid actually mean an extra destination? What does it mean? What do the pyramids mean? And so that was one thing I said, you know what? How can I get more in touch without needing to always leave? So, implemented fun. I was always a workaholic, right? So the workaholic, meaning back in 2015, 2016, 2017, I was always about work, 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 salary, 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 Although that salary was non-existent to begin with. I was working for someone else's finances, but not working for my own. When I was doing that, sure, I was able to do some traveling. Sure, I was able to go back home to America and buy a couple of things, but I was completely discontent with so many things in my life back in 2017, especially 2016. When I went to Vietnam and I came back, when I went to Bali and I came back in 2016, I was like, man, fuck this country. Because there wasn't an acceptance that was happening within myself. And of course the society I was living in at that time was disgusting. So being that workaholic, I realized, you know what, man? If I'm a workaholic, why am I putting all this time and effort into having someone else you know, grow their own finances. I want to grow my own. And this was that big stepping point, which we're going to be discussing, of course, with the wealth, the personal development and the career. Because I told myself, if I'm going to work, if I'm going to put in 45 hours of work for someone else, that's the limit. That's all they're getting. That's all you're getting. And while I'm actually putting in that work, you know, for particular classes and stuff where they do do not want to engage with me, I'm going to be developing my own business. See, we're very quick to put in 40 hours a week for someone else, but we're not really invested into putting 40 hours a week in our own selves. We're quick to drink beer beginning at night, well, America, quick to start drinking beer at 9 a.m. and tailgating For these bullshit ass sports teams or sports teams that don't really give a shit about you. But you're not willing to tailgate in a vision party and to have that vision party to develop yourself along with your friends and family. I'm just saying, I'm putting a lot of things into reality. So I said, you know what? How can I put more fun into it? Well, I stopped saying, okay, no more workaholism. All right. Now, of course, I did away with this a long time ago, but you know, I had to dump off a lot of bad jobs in the process. And again, we'll get into that with, you know, career and whatnot. But when I started dropping off these jobs, I'm like, okay, now I can finally start working on myself more rather than working for other people's finances. And two, I could dedicate time per week to implementing fun. And that fun means nature. So the first time, of course, when I finally started getting rid of relationships, and that's what we're going to be discussing in the next one, romantic relationships, um, I started bringing in really good people. And so, again, Nen was one of the big ones. When I brought in Nen to my life, and when she came into my life, and when I got rid of a very toxic relationship, and I'm going to discuss that more in detail next, I said, oh, where do you want to go? Oh, let's go somewhere. Okay, where? Uh, okay, let's go here. Let's go there. I said, all right, let's go to Ratchaburi. And then the next week, we went to Chao, which is like this foresty area in Bangkok. And then the week after that, we went to Wahim. These were all very relatively cheap trips, but it was able for me to get back in touch with nature. And that was the most pivotal because we could be so stringed by all this crazy-ass technology where we lose our attachment with oneness, and that oneness comes with nature. I don't have to travel like I did back in 2018 to fulfill my needs of fun and hobbies. I don't need to do that anymore. The fun and hobbies is with me. Now, I implemented fun by doing it every Friday. Now, also what has happened is what ended up happening, I ended up taking a job uh, from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., but it allows me to travel to a place I've never been before and to get on that train and to see these people and to go into that environment and put myself in, a, in an area that is new to me instead of doing the same old thing all the time. So this was also a very, very pivotal part of me becoming you know, this person that I've set out to become, to push myself in the boundary so I'm not always in that comfortable zone. So that Friday is still there. That Friday, of course, towards the end of the month, okay, let's go travel somewhere. Okay, where do you wanna go? Let's go to Krabby. See what I mean? So these things allowed us to push or well, allowed me to say, okay, every Friday I'm going to put myself in Thursday evening, for example. It's always dinner. So Thursday evening, let me meet up with Nan. Okay, Friday, let's go out, let's go do this, let's go do that. It's amazing. And now that we do that, it is just phenomenal that I'm able to get out and to get away from technology and my job and my work and my writing my blogs and my podcasts and my videos and everything and just enjoy what I've always wanted to do. And this is why people in Silicon Valley, the reason why they're always tied down is because they're workaholics. They're in that hustle culture, but that's going to produce burnout. You have to put fun into your schedule. Now, hobbies. A lot of you are like, okay, well, what's, Arsenio, what hobbies do you have? I have no hobbies. My hobbies are now my passion. People thought, oh, my podcast would be a hobby. No, a hobby is something you do on a routine basis that, uh, you you know, it could be badminton or this or that. But to be honest with you, those are just passions. Those are things that you absolutely love to do. Taking up a hobby ultimately becomes a passion. Drawing is a passion. Some people will look at drawing as a of course, like, you, you know, a hobby, but podcasting is not a hobby. Traveling is not a hobby. Going to the gym is not a hobby. That's all part of my lifestyle. So I've literally created this lifestyle that's wrapped around one big passion. So if I were to go back to the gym, this upcoming, uh, you know, well, maybe say, let's say in a couple of weeks and whatnot, and I were to go there and I would say, okay, And every 10 a.m. on Monday and Wednesday, I dedicate myself to pushing myself to my physical limits. And that's what I do by going to obviously that specific gym. So again, is that a hobby? No, that's something that I absolutely love to do. And then after that, of course, I might have a class uh, over here, over there. Well, as a matter of fact, you know, right down the street from here. And then after that, I might have some evening classes because those are basically my clients from around the world. See what I mean? I make my schedule, but I don't consider any of these to be hobbies. Running, running for 15 years, that's not a hobby. That's a passion. So hobbies ultimately form into passions. So again, some people always say, what do you do for fun? I'm like, um, everything I do throughout my day is fun. When I wake up in the morning and make a podcast, that's fun. When I, uh, when I write blogs, that's fun. When I communicate with people, that's fun. When I see my podcast analytics and when I do this to see my video, creating these courses, that's all fun. Some things could be a little bit more mundane, right? But I consider – I always focus on my PQO, my prolific quality output, and that's what you need to do. So, again, people, with that being said, the fun, I don't need to travel anymore outside of Thailand. I have finally, you know, I can control my emotions and control everything within me in regards to the fun and not having to travel outside. I don't have those moments where I say, I need to get out of fucking Bangkok. This place is terrible. I'm getting really aggravated. No, I don't have those problems anymore because everything that I used to believe before is now non-existent. So, you know, having to take the bus, I don't take the bus anymore because it's annoying. The only time, well, I do take a bus, but it's a completely, totally different bus versus the one that I would take like right outside. And it's annoying. I have to wait for it. I always get very angry. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just take the motorcycle. Motorcycle takes me to the train. The train three stops. And then I get on the really clean bus there. That's only about, what, 1.5 kilometers away, not even a mile, really close to a mile away from my job. So in saying that, what I do is I don't have those big bursts that come into my life saying, oh man, I'm on the bus and this lady was this and that was that, that. Mm-mm. I limit the amount of interaction I have with people who are just ignorant. I don't make eye contact with older people. I don't look at older people because I know that more than likely, they're gonna look at me in a particular way and I'm gonna react in a different way, right? That, that little stimulus, that little gray area. So I don't look at them, but for other women and women who are younger, I can finally look at them without having to look away. The eye contact is always there. Like it, Now, the thing, it was never there three, four, five, six, especially six years ago. Because when they look at me, they would look at me in a disgusting way. They would clutch their purse. Same thing would happen with Barack Obama when he was living in Hawaii. Going up the elevator, people clutch their purses. This is the, the, the Filipinos out there in Hawaii. So if we look at what I had to go through here, it was very similar until I upgraded that mindset. Now, all those events, they don't happen anymore. And if they do, I'm no longer responsible for it. You could clutch whatever you want. It's none of my business. Don't know who you are. Goodbye. I wish you the best in your life, though. And I do hope that you end up developing your mindset in some way, shape, or form. There it is. I don't, I don't, I'm not responsible for your bullshit. And a lot of you don't need to be responsible for other people's bullshit either. So with that being said, a fiery one this morning, people. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Going to get my running on. Got to get my workout on. And, man, you guys stay tuned for more, man, because, oh, boy, this uh, this upcoming week is going to get even deeper. So stay tuned. Over and out.